You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you've listened to this podcast, I've talked about this a couple of different times before the season started, and of course as we were working our way through the beginning of the pandemic. Like, if you remember, things stopped as the conference tournaments, like the big conference tournaments, were starting up. So, for me, as a DePaul fan, I I like to joke that DePaul is the national champion because they won the last game that was played in college basketball last year during the Big East tournament. And then... Everything kind of came to a screeching halt at halftime of the next game that was played in the Big East tournament the next day. And since we have everything stopped with the virus and then it slowly started to move back towards, you know, here comes golf, here comes NASCAR, here comes baseball. And we've made it through the cycle of an entire NBA, well, the resumption of an NBA season, the resumption of a hockey the NHL season, and those two leagues doing it right and doing it in a bubble. Baseball limping to the finish line but making it. The NFL having all sorts of COVID issues, but we are now at a Super Bowl that is going to have fans at it, and who would have thought that that would have been the case if we would have gone back to August in this this new reality that we're all living until a big chunk of us get vaccinated and maybe we're able to go back outside and hang out with our friends and go to games and all that stuff I tell you I've tried now to get myself involved in college basketball and I kind of know who a couple of good teams are like I know that Chaka Smart in Texas is having a good year I know that Baylor's really good. I know that Kentucky's bad. Duke's bad this year. Like I know some of the storylines, but I can't. I don't. Something is holding me back, and it might be my feelings about how we approach, how we approach getting a a season and a tournament. If the NCAA doesn't play the NCAA tournament, they're gonna lose like six hundred million dollars. Like it's. It's an incredible, I say $600 million, Like It's like a billion dollars or whatever it is because of their losses from last year 
and those are almost those are dollars that are almost impossible to recoup. So I understand the financial aspect of trying to get these games played. What I haven't liked throughout this entire thing is it's on the back of free labor. And honestly, from a COVID standpoint, not from a from a, an actual injury standpoint, it's not safer than the outside sports like football. It's it's not. Last night, I was sitting on the couch, and after watching WandaVision again, because you got to watch that show like two times to pick up on everything on it, DePaul was playing, and I live in a spot now that's very close to where DePaul plays. I can I can see Wintrust Arena from my place. And I'm like, oh, all right, you know, the boys are on. They got a game against St. John's. I'm I'm gonna take a look. Now, some of this, some of my issues with all this might be because I'm a DePaul fan, and DePaul had their first eleven games canceled because there was a COVID outbreak inside of the program. So they had games of right and left. I think they this was the ninth game that they had played, and we're at the end of January, where other schools have played close to 20 or maybe even more than 20. There's something about the optic that isn't right. With football, You, I think that similar things can be said, but at least with football, you had a game that was being played outside. And I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but it just feels like the the basketball players are like hostages almost. Like we have to get these games on the air. We have to get FS1 and ESPN and CBS their money from televising these games. And I haven't – it hasn't spoken to me like it has in the past. I love college basketball. And if you don't know anything about me as far as my background goes in broadcasting – I called DePaul games for a decade, working with Zach Zabeman, sometimes doing color, sometimes doing play-by-play. And there are times that I miss it. And I kept wondering, like, if they called me and were like, hey, do you want to walk across the street and call some games, would I do it? And I think the answer would have been no, both from a safety standpoint and from clear, like kind of a moral objection to it. I know players want to play. They want to try and – get the most out of their time in college and the ones who think that they have an opportunity to play pro ball, whether it's in the United States or across the world, they want to be able to get in front of scouts, but there's something that's just off about it. And then I see some of the notes that are being passed around about how the NCAA tournament is going to happen. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like how is this gonna gonna work? How how are we going to to play this this entire tournament that's going to be held in Indianapolis? Like none of it makes a lot of sense to me that these are the things that that are going to happen to make an NCAA tournament work. Let me let me break down some of these things for you so you understand what I'm talking about. Because I saw this, was it Matt Norlander from CBS HQ was, was writing about some of this stuff on Twitter and how this is going to work. Let me give you the details. This is his reporting. 
earlier today, the NCAA sent out its latest approved protocols and schedule to select high-ranking people across the membership about the 2021 NCAA tournament. All NCAA tournament qualifying teams within 350 miles of Indianapolis will be required to travel by charter bus. And in an effort to combat COVID-19 positives that could surface after arrival in Indianapolis, teams' traveling parties will be split up into three buses. For teams flying, private airports and private planes, as always, will be used. As I previously reported, eating, drinking while traveling via bus plane is not allowed. Goggles plus face shields will be will also be provided, suggested as extra measures, mask mandated. Automatic bid teams determined prior to Saturday, March 13th, will be asked to arrive in Indy on March 13th. Teams earning auto bids early enough on Saturday afternoon, evening, will immediately depart their league championship provided they can arrive in Indy after later Saturday night. Let me stop there for a second. So with all of these things, they, all of these things that you're putting in place, you're also telling these kids that after you win your conference championship to get the automatic bid, we're going to put you on a bus and send you or three buses and send you to Indianapolis. It's something about it ain't right, as Keith Sweat would say. It's, it's not right. And I know that some of these kids will be on spring break or around spring break. Man, I say it all the time when it comes to students overall. What we have asked them to do over the last 10 months is impossible. And then you add in, let's play these games and let's get on some buses after the, the conference. Let's go right to Indianapolis. Forget about going home. Forget about sleeping in your own bed. Let's put on our face shields and get on this bus and take a 350 miles on a bus. On a bus. Have you ever taken a bus? Do you know what that's like? 350 miles. Hang on. Let me let me play around with, with the podcast today. Let me look. How far is St. Louis from where I'm sitting right now? I am right near I-55. So let's see how far St. Louis is from here. And let's find out if it's 295 miles from here to St. Louis, from where I sit to St. Louis. So not even 350. Let's say that we're on the outskirts of, of St. Louis, where Nelly lives. Because from the bedroom balcony, he can see all that. If I drive my car really fast, it would take me four hours and some change to get to St. Louis, which is 295 miles away. You're talking about six hours on a bus. That is awful. So wait, how far is Carbondale? Is Carbondale farther away than St. Louis? Or do I have to go to, do I have to go to like, yeah, here, Carbondale's perfect. Here we go. Carbondale's 330 miles away from Wintrust Arena. And if I drive my car really fast, it's five hours. 
How long do you think it is on a bus? This is insane. All right, back to Matt Norlander's reporting. I'm told all 31 auto bids will arrive in Indy Saturday or Sunday, late Sunday, and all-day Monday departures will be reserved for the 37 at-large teams, meaning even if a team is considered a lock, protocol is to not leave for Indy until the bracket reveal officially confirms inclusion. So now those teams have to wait for the, the television show that always stretches out the bids for an hour instead of getting on the bus and going to Indianapolis. Norlander continues to report, the travel party size capacity is 34 for all NCAA tournament teams. If you go to the NCAA tournament, you are a tier one. As previously reported, you need seven straight negatives to be able to depart for Indy. Bans will not be allowed at the NCAA tournament through at least the Elite Eight. Decisions on the Final Four have not been made. This is all insane. But they have to get this money. There's even a seating chart that Matt was able to find for how it should work on the airplane. I get, I get, I, I am happy that there are at least a, a unified like, protocol that the NCAA is uni- using because in football, it did not seem like it was unified. Like different conferences were doing different things. We're just asking these children, in a lot of cases, to do too much. And at the end of it, it's because of our own greed, and you already know that. But as I sat there after watching about 10 minutes of DePaul, and I get it, it was DePaul, I was like, I can't watch this. Like this, there's nothing about this that makes me feel good. And even in football season, there were moments where I was made to feel good by watching college football. And I know that that I probably need to do some soul searching on that too. But these protocols that they have in place for the NCAA tournament are, are crazy pants. And if you are one of those teams that is on the outskirts of 350 miles and you have to take a three-tiered bus trip to Indianapolis. May God bless you and protect you. Thanks for listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.